Around 1100 CE, the city of Cahokia was the largest human settlement in North America. Built in a grid pattern surrounding a colossal earthen pyramid, the city covered six square miles and had a population of 30,000 people. For reference, that's a higher population count than the cities of London or Paris during the same time period. Located on the banks of the Mississippi River, across the water from modern-day St. Louis, Cahokia was a major trading hub and possibly the center of the Mississippian civilization. It saw people from a variety of cultures and ethnicities pass through its borders and took tribute from the traders to grow in wealth and power as its influence stretched far across the plains. Just 200 years later, the city of Cahokia was completely abandoned. By the time Columbus landed in the Bahamas, Cahokia was a ghost town. The mystery of this city, its rise, its fall, and its disappearance from the historical record have puzzled archaeologists for years. What happened to Cahokia? Why did its people desert it? It's only in the last 10 years that scientists believe they may have found an answer. Welcome to Shaking America, a history podcast. This episode's sources include After Cahokia by A.J. White and Samuel E. Munoz, America's Forgotten City by Glenn Hodges, The Rise and Fall of the Mound People by Harold Henderson, and the PBS documentary Cities of the Sky. Cahokia would have been an ancient New York City. It would have been fully inhabited with thousands of people, potentially speaking different dialects or different languages. biggest, most other early city complexes anywhere in the world, from China to Egypt to South America. That short excerpt from the documentary Cities of the Sky had archaeologists Sarah Bears and Timothy Pakatat highlight Cahokia's significance. Cahokia was an enormous settlement for the time and a center for culture and commerce. Despite that, Today, the city is largely forgotten. Its story is not often taught in American schools, and only one of the great earthen structures survives. Even the name of Cahokia is taken from a nearby tribe that lived in Illinois in the 1600s, and is not what the ancient people of the city would have called it themselves. Decades of Native Americans being portrayed as savages in American media might make the concept of so-called Indians building these giant structures seem implausible. In fact, the common Western misconception of Native peoples living exclusively in small, isolated communities influenced even the earliest research of Cahokia. The first historians to study the site believe that no Native Americans could have built the gigantic earthen structures, often referred to as mounds. They suggested that a foreign seafaring civilization, such as the Vikings or the Phoenicians, was more likely, effectively suggesting that Native Americans did not have the capability to build such giant monuments. However, Even once Cahokia was proven to have been built by indigenous peoples, most archaeologists were not interested in researching Native American history. The preferred regions of study were in Greece and Rome and Egypt. Less frequently, there were expeditions to Mexico and South America. Cahokia was viewed as little more than a curiosity until the 1960s, and so it was built on, raised for farmland, and torn apart to build railroads and highways. Despite the majority of American academics willfully ignoring Cahokia, 
It is clear that the location was once an important cultural site. The largest mound, named Monk's Mound by historians after the French monks that once gardened on its terraces, covers an area greater than 10 football fields and is 10 stories high. It is larger at its base than the Great Pyramid in Egypt. There is evidence that people have lived in the area surrounding modern St. Louis as early as 400 CE. The area would have had villages and settlements of various sizes throughout the centuries, but the site that would become Cahokia saw rapid expansion starting around 1000 CE specifically. The city grew from a few thousand up to 40,000 in just 100 years. I've seen historians estimate as low as 15,000 for the amount of people that lived in Cahokia at its height, and I've seen other numbers as high as 40,000. The most common number I've seen is 30,000, so that's what I'm going with. At its height, the city had over 120 earthen mounds. Massive, flat-topped, pyramid-like structures built in a grid pattern around the central pyramid. Buildings were erected on top of these mounds and were probably used as the homes of civic leaders. Directly underneath the largest mound, a 50-acre plaza area has been excavated along with a two-mile-long palisade separating different districts of the city. A woodhenge, a series of large timber circles in the ground that may have held religious significance, has been found west of the central pyramid. The city was surrounded by a timber wall with some earthen ramparts. I would encourage anybody to simply Google the name Cahokia and look at the images of historical recreations of what the city might have looked like to get a better idea of what I'm talking about. Outside the city limits, farmers would have worked to provide Cahokia's population with food. We don't know much about the culture of Cahokia. There has been evidence found of human sacrifice in at least some of the mounds. Over 250 skeletons with signs of ritual killings were found in a mound that historians have labeled Mound 72. I've said mound so much this episode that the word is lost. All meaning. Historians have hypothesized that the human sacrifice was similar to that of the Aztecs and the Mayans and served a religious purpose. It's important to note that archaeologists have found no evidence of writing in Cahokia. So all of the information about the culture of the city is conjecture based on studying the pottery and other artifacts found within the site. Without records of the area, it's sort of like attempting to learn about American culture by finding someone's dirty dishes and going through their basement. Probably not the most accurate, but you work with what you have. By the 1960s, archaeologists finally came around to the idea of studying pre-Columbus North American history in earnest. They began researching the Nazca, the Pueblo, and the Iroquois, and they began researching Cahokia. With their willful ignorance regarding indigenous history fading, historians began finally uncovering the lost city. They discovered all the information we've already covered, but could not answer the most important question. What happened that caused the city's population to abandon it? Various ideas have been floated over the years. War, drought, and overexploitation of resources have all been proposed as the catalyst for Cahokia's fall. The current, most popular hypothesis involves massive flooding. Evidence of a catastrophic flood of the Mississippi River around 1200 CE aligns chronologically with the abandonment of Cahokia. The Mississippi rose at least 33 feet, that's 10 meters for you educated people out there, and engulfed all of what is called the American Bottom, the massive floodplain that covers most of southern Illinois. A flood that big would have crippled all farming efforts in the area and devastated the local population. Without a large number of farmers outside the city to feed its inhabitants, Cahokia's society would have quickly collapsed. By 1350 CE, nearly all agriculture in the region had ground to a halt, and the larger settlements were gone. A city as large as Cahokia would not exist in North America until New York City in 1790. While historic flooding may have partially answered the question of why Cahokia was abandoned, there's still much to learn from the historic ruins. 
The Cahokia Mounds are one of the 24 World Heritage Sites in the United States. Today, researchers comb through the remnants of the great city in hopes of discovering more about the culture of the mound builders. Hopefully, further research will reveal more about these lost pre-colonization civilizations in North America. Thanks for listening to Shaking America. Tune in next Thursday where I'll be talking about Jean Lafitte, the Pirate King of Louisiana.